Hi, this is Karen. Hola, this is Gloria. Welcome to the Moving Into Wellness podcast. Where we aim to remove stigma around and discuss tools to manage everyday mental health issues. Let's all take a breath. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. If anybody listened to the last podcast, I mentioned that I wanted to start interviewing different people who offer alternative interventions for what we talk about, mental wellness. And I have a guest with me today. Her name is Tony. Tony, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Tony, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Sure. Well, I am a a trained dancer. I've been a dancer for about 26 years with Filipino dance as well as hula. I do Filipino martial arts as well and water aerobics, yoga, and breath work. Great. I'm so glad you were able to join me today. When I say the phrase mental wellness, Tony, what does that mean to you? Mental wellness to me is being able to navigate our thoughts ultimately and foundationally. And what that means to me is being in alignment, mind, body, and spirit, to feel centered within oneself, being able to navigate our breath work. So knowing the connection between the breath and where our mental state is at, where our body is at. If we notice that our breathing is short, then that's an indicator of something. And then there's something else that we can do as a practice with our breathing to lengthen that so that we're able to be mindful of our thoughts and um, come from a steady place of where we make our decisions as best as possible, because it is also a practice. Mental wellness is cyclical to me. If we feel like we are stable at one time in the day, hopefully it carries on into the next day, while also it is a practice that is like watering the garden. I follow the offerings that you do in the community. Can you tell the audience a little bit about the offering that you do that's culturally specific? and how it leads to or models the idea of healing. Yes, absolutely. Well, I've been doing community work for, and this is on and off, for a good amount of years. So just reflecting on that experience of, I would say, for the past eight years, because it does shift and very much also is listening to the spaces of where I'm at and the flow of the surroundings of where I'm at. So what that has been throughout these eight years is a deep listening to the place. And in that way, creating space, facilitating and holding safe space for people to just be who they are, and also to feel safe, ultimately. Culturally speaking, what that's looked like, and it's looked like different things throughout the years, based on wherever I was at in my life or who I was collaborating with and in conversation with. But the offerings that I have been a part of and held space with have to do with Filipinos finding their or having a good grasp of who they are culturally. 
And so integrating the mind, body, and spirit work, the breath work there, and the indigenous way of how we know our elements and our relationship, the names of the elements, remembering our language, (laughs) those sorts of things. And when it comes to dance or the martial arts, doing it with the mindfulness from the inside out rather than um, from the outside and placing movement on other people as if we're stamps or something like that or deposits, but rather coming from the approach of from the inside out, what are the stories that already live within you? What are those choreographic shapes or flows that your body may already know inherently, mm-hmm. uh, generationally, without us even realizing it. So there is an element of self-discovery through the movement and through choreographies and martial arts flows that have been in existence for many generations already. So in this way, it accesses the mind space, which is also important, but also comes down into what are the stories in the body? What are the natural flows within the body? Where are blockages within the body? And um, questions of what does that mean? <laughs> so, so for example, if we're working with the hips, the hip area, which is an area that I work with a lot because of the hula practice and also in the martial arts. Um, Filipino dance has it as well, but I would say I emphasize the hips more in the hula movement, Hawaiian movement, and also in the martial arts because of the use of the twists. So this is a space where our emotions also live, as well as in the Hawaiian way of knowing our na'au or intuition lives in the space, which is also in the physical sense, our gut space. So that's where the questions of how the physical get into questions of what are we eating? What are our eating habits and patterns? Uh, Where are we getting our food from? Um, And then it gets into questions of access. The deeper we get into a practice or a movement uh, phrase, or anything like that, it just gets into the the multifacetedness of how we live our lives. So culturally speaking, there are conversations where we talk about colonization and the impacts upon our minds and our bodies. So one of the texts that we that is in conversation is a text by a psychologist named E.J. David, Filipino psychologist, and the book is called White Minds, Brown Bodies. And so this is conversation. This is just conversation that we have within the Filipino cultural community, but it's also shared among other cultures So definitely allyship is part of our conversation as well, Um, because coming from the perspective of healing and how can we come together rather than how can we close off even more? This is also something that we're working with. I would say that the spaces that I'm involved in, we navigate between what's needed. Is it the mental space of we're trying to make sense of where we are, who we are, and working on the articulation of that, or the heart space. Does something need to be cleared? Is there a deep blockage there? Or the gut space, 
Do we not flow throughout the day? Do we feel lethargic? What are we eating? Where are we getting our food from? And how is that affecting our intuition as well? Or our sense of, are we listening to those gut feelings or those gut messages, which if we don't, it can manifest somewhere else as well. So that's a bit about the community work and the cultural work that I'm involved in. That sounds amazing and very intense because it brings in all aspects of like history, like ancestry, where we are in a very literal sense. Mm -hmm. And then also just the reality of how the past and the present go together. And also like, how would you say in terms of a spiritual aspect? Mm -hmm. Well, as far as a spiritual aspect, my experience is the more I get into the physical, the more I do work with my hands or with my body, and I'm in the place of giving, right? Giving all I've got to the moment or to the cause or to the message, that's when the spirit really comes in for me. (laughs) So as much as I am mindful and present physically, if that looks like through the practices of breathing, of uh, dance or martial arts, whatever it is, that's when I notice the wonder of spirit that comes in, in the experience of, say, for example, clearing out a blockage within my body that has been there for a while. That's where I feel spirit as well is in the release, Mm -hmm. in the release of a blockage. And so mind, body, spirit alignment If I experience a release of blockage, say in my mind space or in my heart space, I will also feel that in the spirit space. Maybe, for example, I have no idea how that happened, but I gave everything that I had, you know, so that's where the spirit comes in for me. Also with spirit, there are, and in the practice of it, I do Hawaiian chant. This is also part of my practice. And so there's protocol and how we do that. As with many other indigenous ways of doing things, there are chants for different things throughout the day, a different way of reading the day, (laughs) for example. So connecting with the sun and the energies of a sun, there's a chant for that. There's a a way of connecting there, um, a way of acknowledging the plants that grow around you. And yes, there is the practice of remember what these words are, remember the tones. This is just chant, for example, just all the foundational elements of the practices. But when those come together, the synergy of that is where the spirit lives, the synergy of all of those things together. So that's how I experience spirit. And if it feels right inside. Yeah, it's it's complex. At the same time, it sounds like a whole body experience and doing it in terms of cultural experience with people. What is something that you feel like you've learned either about your community and or about yourself as part of engaging in this type of work? Something I've learned about myself is to be very much in the present as best as possible. 
in the indigenous ways and worldview, we are planning and making decisions for the next seven generations. So that will also affect the choices that we make and the priorities that we make in the present. Something that I've learned is my way of being is more mindful as best as possible. Because another thing that I've learned is that we are human at the end of the day. What I learned from the practice, particularly of yoga, is to accept every step of the process and um, to show it love, which is something that is a bit different for me. Because growing up, I had always been somebody who placed a lot of high expectations, probably in some instances, unrealistic expectations upon myself. And I believe that this is also a shared experience, maybe among other Filipinos or Asian families of high expectations, or maybe career choice of just a few options, because that's the safe route. So something that I always tried to work through was how to manage those high expectations that may seem unrealistic, and how to balance that out. What the practice and what community work has taught me is that my experience is very much shared. And I learned that while being in circle. And so I've learned that my healing is also the healing of the people in our community and vice versa, reciprocal. It's one of the a Filipino value is kapwa, it's seeing the self in another. So it's also a way of being. My healing is your healing. My health is your health. So um, it's a way of being. It's a way of seeing. It really does come down to the everyday movements, literally movements, um, how I'm navigating that and how I'm mindful and responsible of that. And then it just comes down to the practices from there. How am I going to be responsible for my thoughts, um, knowing that energy transmutes and transmits? How do I do that? So that is something that I've learned is being present in the moment as best as possible, accepting that I'm a human and there are ways to move through challenges in a way that isn't only speaking to myself, but the ancestors that moved through me, the lineage that that happened all before I got here and also will continue on later on after me and also the communities that I'm a part of. It sounds like very enriching work for yourself and for the people who have the opportunity to work with you. I want people to know where they can find you one just online, even if they're not local and they want to just follow the work that you do. And also if people are local to you and actually want to attend any of the offerings that you have, where can they actually physically, if it's virtual in person, et cetera. Sure. Well, feel free to reach me on my website Tony Passion and then the number eight.com. So that's T O N I P A S I O N, the number eight.com. I also teach at Infused Dance Studio in downtown Riverside. Um, I teach hula there. I teach at the university in Riverside. So I'm also accessible there. Yeah. And then my Instagram 
I would say contact me through Instagram. I'm pretty responsive and I always update the events that I'll be a part of there. So uh, my Instagram handle is Tony period Passion, my last name and the number eight. Thank you so much, Tony. I really appreciate you sharing the work that you do. And I hope the audience will look up Tony's work. The details will be shared in the podcast information and look forward to more conversations with facilitators who do similar work with the community and other offerings to let people know that there are alternatives when you're seeking support. And this is one of many. Yes. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Welcome. Have a good day, everyone. Hotline numbers we want to share. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 1-800-273-8255. The LGBT National Hotline, 888-843-4564. The LGBTQ Youth Trevor Project line for people ages 13 to 24, 866-488-7386. The Trans Life line, 877-565-8860. And a crisis line to text to, text to 741-741, the word start.